Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Birdie num num. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Birdie Num Num podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Sanjay here. I am doing pretty good. By the time this podcast goes out, I'll probably be on my way to Thailand for my impending wedding. But I am recording this a few days early because I just recently read an article. Uh, it was on a website called Factor Daily, um, you know, and this has been actually good timing because I was thinking about this from a visit I had to the Art of Living Ashram a few years ago. But basically, the article you can Google it was called or is called "Inside the App and Social Playbooks of Indian Godmen." Inside the apps and social playbooks of Indian Godmen. And I thought this would be a great theme for today's podcast because this has been something, uh, as a lot of you who follow me know, uh, you know, with my Jay Shetty, Jay Shetty, the parody character that I have made. It's so funny. People ask me, like, do I have a problem with him? I don't have a problem with him at all. He's very successful. I wish him the best. You know, even I've done motivational videos and like talks to the camera. Um, but obviously since I've done it, and I've seen the type of advice a lot of people give. And then I've also seen the type of advice that gets streamlined with shallow depth of field, you know, blurry background, motivational music, and just you got to follow your dreams, follow your passions. And a lot of times it just feels generic and just feels cookie cutter. And, you know, we as Indians, again, when we see another brown guy do something, we kind of look at it twice as opposed to like, if it's a white dude and he's like, yeah, get out there and follow your dreams. We're like, okay, all right. We're used to seeing that. But when it's a brown guy, we kind of take it with like a second layer of scrutiny. And so, I mean, because I tease him and these Instagram motivators and a lot of these sort of entrepreneur, hustler, hustler, hustler types, um, I started to look at, you know, a, a long time ago, I was going to the Art of Living Ashram with my mom. And by the way, this podcast is not going to be about uh, religion or spirituality. I'm fully on board with those things. I'm not very religious myself, but you know, I do believe in God. I really hope there's something out there after all this. And you know, spirituality, I, I am dabbling with meditation and yoga and all that stuff. And I'm glad, you know, especially with the way we're all addicted to all these things in our pockets that this stuff is making a good run. The irony of all this, you know, the irony of the fact that we meditate via apps on our phone to get away from our phone. Uh, you know, when I went to the Art of Living Ashram, I think with my mom in like 2015 or 2016, maybe 2014 even, I remember being there and walking around like, wow, beautiful place, you know, probably pretty expensive. I think it's on Bunnergatta Road or Nice Road or somewhere in Bangalore. And it's cool, you know, and okay, there's Wi-Fi, that, you know, that, that's nice and I went into the gift shop, you know, for this, for this ashram. And then I saw that they were selling like iPads, like preloaded iPads or tablets, like, you know, art of living iPads for 18,000 rupees or 25,000 rupees, 16 GB, you know, one gigahertz processor. You can get the art of living iPad preloaded with all your favorite apps of art of living and, and anyone who knows these enterprising sort of companies in India knows when they do apps, there's like zero graphic design. It looks like a BSNL homepage, like on a tablet. You know, they don't have the latest, I don't know, Ajax or whatever the graphical libraries are, but it looks really 1997 MySpace app. So I was like playing around with this and I was like, I don't know, man, something just seems off, you know, like there's just something not right 
about this. And I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, if you're a, any of these guys and some of the, I, I've even liked some of these, you know, Sadhguru videos and, uh, Ramdev, I don't watch much, but I know he's got a huge following. Um, you know, and there's a lot of smart people who work for these ashrams and companies. And so I was looking, you know, I was reading this article and people like from Google and from Facebook have left their jobs to kind of help. And, and these people are now have millions and millions of Instagram followers and Twitter followers. And there's just something about this that rubs me the wrong way. Um, and, and, and I don't know what it is. I'm curious, you know, what you guys might think or girls might think. Like, it's so interesting that, you know, for example, if you're a religious organization or a spiritual organization or some sort of mental health, mental awareness organization, and, you know, a lot of these people are, are tax exempt, right? Like in the most basic, like if you're a church, you don't pay taxes or a temple, you don't pay taxes. And I feel like if you're not paying taxes, you probably shouldn't be running Facebook advertising, you know, to get more customers. Like it's just, there's just something about it that feels, I'm not talking about the message. I'm not talking about, you know, believe what you want to believe. I'm all for it. My own mom is obsessed, obsessed with buying anything Patanjali. Like literally, if it's not Patanjali, she wants to throw it away. Um, and for me, if it is Patanjali, I'm like, you know, I've heard a lot of stories uh, that this stuff is not factory tested or whatever, and I don't want it. You know, I'm going to trust Big Bad Unilever or Colgate or whoever with my toothpaste rather than, you know, the Indian brand. I'm not saying they're better. I'm just saying I just don't have comfort knowing that it's like a billion-dollar enterprise on FMCG goods, and at the same time, it's piggybacking off of, I mean, you know, the whole facade of that stuff. So believe what you want to believe. But, you know, my own mom is a huge fan of that. And all the more power to her. I let her do what she wants. And it's a free country. But there's just something about these, like, like, dude, if you saw like a, uh, who's that? Guru Gopal Das. Is that a dude or Sadhguru? And, and some of these, like, look, some of these guys are hilarious. I mean, some of them are even funnier than me. They have huge followings. It's great content to watch, you know, motivational content. But if you look at their videos or their Instagram posts now, thank you for 40,000 followers. Thank you for 80,000 followers. Can we get to a hundred? I don't know. <laughs> like something just seems so off about that, dude. And so like it, it kind of, to me, it, for lack of a better way, it kind of cheapens the message. And, you know, I know earlier, Probably it was the same thing with television or radio. You know, if you're a godman um, and you have a TV show and a recording studio and you sell CDs and books, um, obviously you're doing the same thing because you want to keep pumping that revenue back into your organization. So why wouldn't you do it, uh, you know, on social media? Uh, but, you know, there is a quote that I read. I don't know if it was Gary Vee or one of these guys that, you know, social media, it hasn't changed us it's exposed us. And I feel like social media really has exposed a lot of these people as profit making enterprises, which again, free country do that. But again, if it's under the guise of, you know, a lot of things that just seem off to me, dude. So like, I'm all for self improvement. As you guys know, I'm all for like, you know, Headspace, for example, is an app that even I was using. And now my friend Sham, who's been on this podcast, does the uh, sort of mind fit apps in India where they basically do guided spiritual meditation, but but they own it. You know what I mean? Like they're actually out in front saying, you pay for this app, we are providing you a service, and that service is trying to teach you how to do peace of mind. But when 
somebody says, hey, you know, buy our butter, uh, you know, because it's holy or it's better than any other butter or it's not as factory processed, even though it is, or just because it has a logo on it and it's the same price or more expensive, you know, something is off the road. It just doesn't seem like a level playing field to me. So like when you, when I see these gurus like talking about making movies or, uh, you know, hitting so many followers on Instagram or tag your friends, I, I just really, really kind of get a weird taste in my mouth. And I'm not sure if you guys uh, feel the same way, uh, but it's just, it's just crazy, dude. Like one of my issues with a lot of these Instagram motivators, you know, whether it's, you know, Jay Shetty or whether it's, you know, whoever is a lot of them steal content, dude. Like a lot of them will take memes from a smaller page that might have 10,000 followers or 50,000 followers. Jay Shetty himself stole word for word a status post from my good friend Varun Agarwal, who we all know, literally just copied his post, pasted it himself. I think Varun got like 4,000 likes on his original post, Shetty, 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 whatever. He took it, got like 10 million or 5 million. And then when Varun called him out, he's like, hey, bro, what's the deal? He's like, oh, sorry, sorry, mate, sorry. I just didn't realize. It's like, of course you did. Like you are taking those and this is not like a a problem of like, you know, huge proportions. Like I'm saying, like, you know, people are starving, other things are going on. But one of my biggest issues with either comedians or philosophers or motivators or influencers or public speakers is in on or religious people or spiritual people in this case is in authenticity. And I feel once I can see your YouTube video about, you know, how to follow your passion or how to not let things get to you or how to love your family and your guru number one, and I see in your YouTube video, um, you know, you are, you are like trying to poach fans with marketing of, of other people or you're trying to like, oh, if you liked, <laughs> if you like your Ramdev's video, check out, you know, Nityananda's uh, video or whatever. Um, there's just something here that, I feel like it's no longer about, uh, you know, selling me this nice, fruitful message. And you can ask for donations. You know, you can ask for, uh, we need to build a new center because it's uncomfortable to do this consistently. But again, own it and be honest about it, but don't guise it because I think that is taking advantage of a lot of people's, you know, sensibilities and vulnerabilities. And, you know, a lot of like, you know, my mom was a huge, huge Satya Sai Baba fan, massive. And, you know, we would have to go to put the party at least every few years when I moved out to India. And I mean, she would go like every week and stay for like a month. That made no sense, did it? She would go for like every few months and stay for like a month or two at a time and then come back and then go again. And it always used to bug me, like seeing the Mercedes driving around or like seeing, you know, really rich businessmen uh, who were, you know, unscrupulous in their own dealings, you know, whether it's in Africa or America or China. And then they would come back and they'd feel like, you know, this happened because they came here and then they would donate $10,000, $100,000. And, and this sort of stuff was always like problematic for me growing up. So now that we see it with social media, uh, you know, I really wish, you know, some of these folks or some of them would just be honest about, hey, uh, we want more followers so we can continue to give you, you know, the best in terms of advice or meditation or, you know, we're just not going to be able to run otherwise or just flat out ask for a donation, you know, support. I mean, people give away software for free with the hopes that you come back later for support and technicals and consulting, you know. So if you're going to give an app or you're going to have an app on the 
uh, you know, Art of Living channel or you're going to have an app on the Baba Ramdev channel. I mean, give away the farm, you know, and then people who want to who want to support you financially hopefully should. But like when, when I I don't know, man, I know I've kind of been rambling, but this really, really got to me when I read this article today. <sighs> Guru apps, dude. So I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if you saw a PC company like telling you to buy their PC and then like the engineer is like using a Mac, you know, <laughs> like just something about using tech to tell people tech is useless or, you know, modern society has all these shortcomings, but then playing in that same boat just seems inauthentic. But anyways, guys, so that was it for this week. I want you guys to let me know, was I off? Was I correct? I mean, does this make sense? How do you handle it specifically with your gurus or your motivators or the people you follow? Do you take everything with a grain of salt or do you actually, you know, deep down try to just like, you know, pick and choose your advice or do you just always internally reflect inwards, read a book, watch a video, but regardless, no, only you can, uh, you know, take chance of your own happiness or your own mental well-being. So for me, podcasting helps. I get to talk a lot about, I get to talk about a lot of things and it all comes out and then I kind of introspect, but uh, there goes my phone and Sanjay, Birdie Num Num out. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Birdie Num Num. Birdie Num Num. Birdie Num Num.